0: This is R.C.
1: It's your girl, K. Marie. K. Wilk. It's your boy, Black. It's your girl, Lady.
0: And I'm Sir. And you're listening to 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Podcasts. 2020. 2020. Podcast. 2020. I did that one for you. I Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Sir. And uh, after the latest business minute interview with DeAndre Buck, aka Eternity of Powerline's poetry and of Merciless Minds production, we actually continued the conversations after the camera stopped. So, decided we dropped this for y'all as a jewel. Enjoy. If you're listening, to, listening to me on <laughs> SoundCloud, Google podcast Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you'll find the link in the description below. Over there, show them some love. Leave your thoughts. And again, thank you, man. I Thank been a you. I appreciate it. Stop that one down. That's it, bro. Cool. Man.
1: I appreciate it, man.
0: Right. I love doing this because I I think the interviewee feels that catharsis as well when yeah. you get to kind of revisit all those things that brought you to where, you, where right. you've come from. So I it, it kind of gives me, like, it makes me emotional. <laughs> seeing you talk about like no, I'm being dead ass. Yeah. It's, it's when you when you mention your grandfather, and then you mention your uncle, mm-hmm. and the transparency's there because I lost my granddad about four years ago, okay. and that hurts. Yeah, It is <clears throat> according to the relationship that you have with him, he affects how you pursue things as an adult, as a man, Yeah. and. That 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 was something that was tough for me to get over, and yeah, I I, I felt you. I felt you. You wrote a status not long ago about um, Smokey when he passed, mm-hmm. and that you weren't sure if you can make the funeral. I, to some people, and I'm just being honest with hmm. you, to some people I can see how they can read that and not get it. You know, it right. might come off as selfish, but there's an emotional toll that comes with that. Right. And I felt you 100%. 100%. Because I hate going to funerals to this day. I have a black suit in there that I will not wear to anything else. Because I hate the feeling mm-hmm. when I have to put it on. Yeah. And so I, I felt you 100%. So if anybody gave you shit for it, just understand. Like yeah, I said, not,
1: So the, the crazy part about it is, because I know you don't know this, this much. So, which I try not, when I do interviews, I try not to make them like so morbid. You know what we were talking about Came earlier, <laughs> but so Merciless Minds was born from well, I have very little family left. Very little family Understand left. That. Um, I have, I was gonna say, I didn't know if he was still recording, if no, you, no, I was gonna say, if you want to, so you can. Um, so
0: the audio still going. So okay. Just uh, call this DLC or That's fine. Or so just, whatever you
1: whatever yeah. you want to do. Uh okay. my so my mom passed New Year's Eve of eleven. No. Um, and she was one of my biggest supports to music like one of my biggest music supporters. For somebody that didn't really like like rap music, she would listen to my stuff. She would promote me, you know. I was her baby. That's my baby. Right. Listen to my baby music. So something that I always uh which I still don't do it. But I've become more lax about it in terms of converting it into audio, into meanings. So the entire time my mom was alive, I never used any term that could be possibly used to disrespect a woman in any of my music. Ooh, so okay. no hoes, no bitches, no sluts, no nothing derogatory, anything of that nature. Um, but um, I've probably said bitch in a record maybe three times but not in reference to a woman. Um, Not in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I recorded a mixtape, and it was a line, it was like, uh, it was like, all my life I was told I wasn't good enough, not hood enough. You gotta call them bitches and sluts or boppers and cunts, or else you are not real enough. This game, it's me addressing the issue Mm -hmm. that you don't have to say this stuff to be a man in music. Um, But literally, so I lost my grandfather, in 97. My mom passed New Year's Eve of 11. Dad passed July 15 of 15. Grandmother passed. Me and my grandmother shared a birthday. The the same grandfather I'm talking about his wife. We shared a birthday. She passed two weeks after our birthday in April of 17. Then I lost my uncle January of this year. So, like literally, when we talk about immediate family, I've got one uncle. My aunt and his son, they live in Texas. And then my uncle, that was my godfather, who was my manager. His two kids are still in Mobile, and his wife is in Mobile. That's it. That's all the family I got here. Um, wow. So, you know, I told, I told, uh, I told my lady, I say, you know, do I need to stop making albums? Because it seemed like every time I get ready to make an album, I have to add someone to this RIP list. And I was talking to somebody else, and they kind of like a, a meeting, I know this this gets weird for people, but uh, she was like, yo, yo, people are working harder for you on the other side Ooh, I like that. than they ever could have done for you on this side. Um, and that touches me, but at the same time, it's one of the reasons I deal with anxiety, and I deal with depression, and I deal because, you know, a lot of people, when they go through stuff, they can pick up a phone, they can call their mama or their daddy or their grandparents or whoever the case may be. I don't really have that. So I use my poetry and my music to convert those emotions. I use my haikus to convert those emotions. Um, because eventually you will talk to somebody enough and they're just like, oh, I'm tired of listening to this. Yeah, I get it. Especially I talk a lot. You know what I mean When I'm not talking Something's probably wrong <laughs> um, Just being straight up about it But um, Yeah man I mean it's 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 just It's a little odd It's a little odd, <clears throat> a little odd uh, To I guess convert The uh, The concepts Of what I So the music I used to make Not that it wasn't Bad music Not that it was bad music Or anything like that But you know My whole thing When I first started doing music I was like yeah man I want to make it big in music So I could buy my mama a house And she ain't got to work no more And my daddy could be good And you know My grandmother could be good My grandmother had multiple sclerosis My mom did too And uh I actually I got into music for two things It's cause I wanted My mama to never have to work again And I wanted to have enough money To find a cure for MS when I was 13, like, this is my thing. I was just like, when I grow up, I'm going to find a cure for MS. Or I'm going to have enough money to pay to find a cure for MS. And I don't want my mama to ever have to struggle again, like, ever work again. And, my, I mean, my mom and my dad were both in my life. But, you know, things were, things, everybody go through tough times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, it's just life. And, and no, nobody ever wants to see their parents in hard times. Um, so that was, those was like some of the driving forces, but now that I don't have those people here to do those things for anymore. Now it's like, okay, how can I make sure that my future kids or grandkids or family that I want to have don't have to feel the way that I do right now. So that's why when you brought up the question about the, like the, what do you want to do? One, three, ten? Like, do legacy. Like, I don't want, if I can get it to where my kids and their kids don't ever have to pay for school, they can go do what they want to do, they make music, you want to go parachute, I don't care, jump out of plane. I want you to be able to go do it and just not worry about nothing. Because stress to take you out. Yes, it will. Stress to will take you out. Okay. My grandmother lived the longest out of anybody I just named to you. She was, I'm thirty-four, she was she would have been eighty-four this year. My grandfather died when he was sixty-three, my uncle died when he was fifty-six, my dad died when he was fifty-six, my mom died at fifty-one.
0: Coming from somebody who understands that? Yeah. Um, my grandmother died when she was fifty-six. Mm. And my mom uh she just hit what did you know, my mama hit fifty six this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And that type of thing, I I I had to fuss at my brother. My brother is my older brother by ten years, but sometimes we think different. Yeah, you know, based on the times we in. So he thinks now. I look down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I had to kind of. My mom was kind of antsy for like this whole year. And I was like, you yeah, gotta understand, her mom died at the age she's is now. Yep. I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you. His name is Pete. I don't mind saying that on the podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you know my brother name, Pete. I was like, Well, Pete, we don't know how much longer we gonna have mom, right? So we kind of have to take our relationship as it is right now. We can't focus on how things was back then, no matter right. how messed up it may have been. We got it now. Right. So what can we do now? Right. So that's what we've been trying to focus on. And like I said, a lot of times. You don't want to look at the expiration date, you know. But like with a gallon of milk, you reference that point because you have to. Right. You're fortunate to know that. Okay, on this date, this is yeah, over. <laughs> we don't come with that. Exactly. So, brother. <laughs> if anybody Man. feels that. Man.
1: So. I. You know, it's 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 weird. Um. I didn't realize. I'm not the. It's funny because, like, I take pictures every now and then. People be like, yo, you got a picture? And I be like, yeah. And then I start going through my phone. I'd be like, dude, I ain't took a picture in probably, like, months. Like, if it ain't a promo picture, like, if it's not a professional photo, unless somebody else took it and we were out somewhere, I ain't taking a picture. I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Unless it's an experience I want one or two pictures for, I don't take them pictures. It wasn't until my mom passed. I was like, I don't have no pictures with my mom. And me and my dad would do a couple of things, but like, I took pictures of my dad randomly because he wasn't no picture guy. I made my grandmother take pictures. Every time I would see her, I would take a selfie with her. Like, I made her do that. She hated taking pictures. But I did it because I was just like, my mom is gone. And when it comes time to like post pictures for like, I miss you for Mother's Day or birthday or whatever, dude, I got like four pictures that I can find of my mama. That ain't cool. I don't like that. That's a bad feeling. That <laughs> That's a bad Bro. feeling. You know what I mean? Um, so like I kept pictures with my grandmother. I had a couple of pictures, but then even like my uncle, like I would see him, but it's just so crazy the way that that happened because him and my dad died from massive heart attacks. Sudden massive heart attacks. So my dad died. And my uncle was in way better shape than my daddy was. Mm. Like, to the point where he started taking better care of his health. He had lost weight. He was doing everything. He was in the yard working with his son. And he said, I need to sit down. I'm trying to catch my breath. My cousin said, I turned around to put a hammer down because they was working on a fence. He said, I turned around to put a hammer down. I turned around. He was on the ground.
0: Jesus.
1: He's like, and I tried to revive him. He he blamed himself. I said, dude, you can't blame yourself because... So my dad died at my house, and he, hard, he was hard headed. We had spent two, about two and a half years in and out of hospitals with my mom. Dad hated hospitals, and he was just like, man, I'm hot. And I was just like, man, let me take you to the hospital. I ain't going to no damn hospital. I said, man, let me take you to the hospital. He's like, all right, look, I ain't had nothing to eat. I feel like I just need to eat. Let me eat something. And he's like, let me get. He's like, he like, let me get some sleep. If I feel like this in the morning, I'll let you take me to the hospital. I said, all right, you're going to be hard-headed, but I ain't going to fight you on this. If this is how you feel, this is how you feel. So he ate probably half his plate. We sat up. We talked and laughed and joked about 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, man, I got to go get some rest. I got to be at work at 8 o'clock in the morning. Cool. I was leaving to go to work the next day. And as always, I would always tell him be like, hey, man, I'm going to go. Be productive today. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. just being funny rigor mortis had already set in Damn. yeah he um he he was gone like by the time I woke up and I was headed out the door seven something so within a five hour time span he had had a heart attack and he had passed away and uh that was that was a little surreal um just because I was more worried about losing my grandmother because she was older in age and you know, had you know multiple sclerosis and all this other kind of stuff going on. And my dad was doing pretty good with his health. But you never know, man. Like, you just, you never know, you know, the time, nor the place, nor the hour, none of that. And so, I started going to the doctor and, uh, like, I was already going to the doctor, but like, but like, I feel anything, I feel any kind of weird that don't have nothing to do with sinuses, I'm gone. Straight there. Man i i, I with the doctors like hey man i need you to test me for this 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 and this. you got family history no i don't but this is this and this to happen and um i ain't taking no chances well man you're pretty young to be having this i said i don't care i don't even i was like doc i don't even have no kids right now right my parents had me when they was in their mid-20s i'm about to be in my mid-30s i ain't trying to leave no kid when i'm 50 years old well, you know i ain't trying to have my kid be in their early 20s and i'm gone right no now don't get me wrong i can't i we don't know the time no the hour no the place but i can do everything that i can possibly do to prevent that in a healthier sense right ain't no ain't no need in me advancing that time scan time span you know, dialing that, that clock, <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah i'm <laughs> trying mean, to i'm trying to extend this clock man right. so but yeah, so when 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 you said that, I said I was gonna tell you that after we finished with your oh, official no, story.
0: If you allow me to to share, yeah, uh, go with ahead. You, I, I know you. We've been talking for a minute, but if I just, I feel like I got to tell you this. So recently, at the beginning of this year, I, I turned a health milestone around. Okay. Uh, highest weight was three hundred sixty three pounds. Okay. Knowing my granddad had. Bad kidneys was going to do dialysis, knowing my granddad had heart issues, mm-hmm. grandma had heart issues, high blood pressure, everywhere in the
1: family. Right.
0: Diabetes, everywhere in the family. Right. And it didn't click to me. I came here. My mom's an RN. Okay. And I was like, so you're back in Mobile, you need to have a doctor. I ain't gonna no goddamn <laughs> doctor. Same, same when you said yep. that, I said the same. <laughs> Cause it wasn't so much that I was just, I'm fine. It is that I knew I was going to get bad news. Right. Living the life I live and knowing my family history, I knew the news I was going to get. Right. Man, had an anxiety attack. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't know what it was. Thought it was a heart attack. (laughs) Bro, next day, took my ass straight to the doctor, bro. Um, Was fine. It was just... Funny you brought up stress. Work stress. causing anxiety attack. So she was like, all right, you need a doctor. Mm-hmm. Chose a doctor uh, that, ironically, knew my mom and knew my mom's best friend. Right. Go for my first checkup. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm expecting some big, huge doctor. Tall, white guys, you know, talk mm-hmm. to me. This little five 5'3", 120-pound Filipino woman walked in. She was like, "I'm Dr. Lopez." I'm like, "No, you can't be." She was, and um, I'll never forget this, DeAndre. She and I, I'm saying this to you because it, it destroyed me when she said that mm-hmm. she was like, "You know the type of lifestyle you're living. You know the family you have, but I'm not here to fuss at you. I'm here to commend you." Because she and she said, I will quote her. She said, "Normally, you guys wait till it's too late." And you, if you're listening, you can take that any way you want to. You can take yeah. that as black. You can take that as men. You can take that as black man. But yeah. the point is, she was 100% correct. Yes, yeah, she was. Man, from that day forward, bro, health, health, health. Mm-hmm. No smoking in my house. I don't smoke. I don't allow like mess. No drama. I surround myself st- stuff with stuff I love. Right. Um. I even, to the point, had weight loss surgery in June. Okay. Since then, I've dropped 53 pounds. Okay. In like a month and a half. Great. But right. I'm dedicated to a healthy lifestyle. Right. Like you said, seeing all these people pass away,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like my granddad was that dude. That was my superhero. Right. And to see him go the way he did, and I never forget the last time I spoke with him, bro. It was, excuse me, you know. Nah, yeah, you're good. Uh, I was going to work. And I, I, I had to hurry up because I was doing my taxes online. And he called me from the hospital. And I was like, what's good, granddad? And he couldn't even hold a full conversation. Mm-hmm. And I knew something was up. I Do you ever get that sense that it's near? Yeah. That's when it sunk in for me. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I just want to hear your voice, man. And I'm like,
1: fuck. Ah, mm-hmm.
0: oh, Here it comes man went to my lunch break at work at that point it was like five six hours later I get a phone call I don't even want to answer mm-hmm. I'm in the car I'm, it's my mom my mom I love my mom and I appreciate this and I'll try to do a better version of this growing up if I have kids my mom has no filter when it comes to telling you the truth she's yeah. going to, to you as it is whether you like it or not that mm-hmm. way you can't say she lied to you Right. and I appreciate that but my mom was like he's gone And i was so mad at her for saying it that way yeah but i had to digress because that was her dad yeah and man that destroyed me bro that destroyed me that left like a lasting impression on me to the point where i didn't deal with so i dealt with the stress and what i thought was just me tripping was actually depression yeah what I thought was me having panic attacks was actually anxiety. Yeah, It's funny you brought all this up. I hadn't even told you this. Yeah. You know, if you listen to the podcast, I told men, this is the first real conversation we've ever had. True. And man, it's it's so crazy. Like I feel like God surrounds you with people that are going around with similar situations. And you may not verbatim have that discussion, but the testimony will tell it all. all right. And I felt that with you, bro. Um I feel you hundred percent. And uh, like I said, I plan on trying to extend my life longer. I'm about, my birthday is actually next week. Okay, I'm gonna be 32, and I have an early birthday. Thank you. Yeah, it's like I could go at any minute, you know. So what about after I leave? Like right. I can't be that selfish, right? And only do what I want to do. I gotta. Right. got nieces here. I
1: mm-hmm. got a brother.
0: God forbid I leave before my mom, my brother do. Like what? Right.
1: So I feel you brother I commend you on that mindset I tell you It's um It's just crazy that you said The thing about the whole panic That's what made me go to the doctor Because Between Work stress And some other stuff That I was dealing with Or whatever the case may be Um I try to Meditate And Listen to like You know Singing bowls And I burn candles And I try to get my mind right When I get into work I do this every day. They look at me crazy I don't care Um I'm just that type of guy. But uh work related stress caused me to have what well, was an anxiety attack or a panic attack, but I thought it was a heart attack. Like I mean, chest, mm-hmm. I like I started having a heart, my heart started uh palpitating. palpitating. Yep. Heart started palpitating <laughs> and I felt like this like sharp pain yep. and I was like hurting and stuff and uh scary I literally scary, as though, soon though. as it calmed down I picked up the phone and I was just like, hey, I I need to come see a doctor. I'm off tomorrow, tomorrow. It was just like, okay. Came in, did some blood work. It was just like, you know, your cholesterol a little high, but other than that, you know, you're pretty good. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) no, no, no. She was like, you can't tell me all this stuff I was experiencing is just in my mind. It was like, no. You know, you need to find ways to de-stress, but you know, stress will kill you. I was like, clearly, but but that's what it that's what it was, man. And I just like ever since then, I've just been kind of trying not to let stuff get to me. But it's it's so hard when you have this idea in your mind of I need to do this. What are we talking about? I need this, 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 and this. I need to be here by this time. This time. This time. This time. And I just got to find ways to make it happen, which is what made me bring up the thing about uh, about Beto, because we had actually started recording music. That's probably who you saw me with at uh, okay. Blind Mule. Um, we had started recording music, and we were just like, so we're we just going to be eternity in miles? Like, what are we going to do? I was in the limo leaving the gravesite for my uncle's funeral. We were headed to the repass. And uh, I was just sitting, I was in the limo and literally, <laughs> I had an epiphany. Sounds weird. I literally, I just, it's like a something went, and I went, Novocaine. And it was like, huh? I was just like, we should name the group Novocaine. Why? Novocaine numbs pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I use music to cope with my anxiety and my stress. That dude ain't never stressed out about nothing because he has learned to master the fact of just chill. I don't have that. I use music and poetry to cope. And I have been using that as a coping mechanism since my grandfather passed. That's how I started writing was I started taking the anger and everything I felt from losing my grandfather and I started converting it into a positive energy When I started writing, so I was just like, "Nova Kane, that's it. Spell it different. You know, the the Nova Supernova is explosive. Kane, um, in uh, Hindi, is like a woven fabric. Um, So Mm -hmm. the combination of the two, it was like um, we make very very um, explosive personalities." But at the same time, we got two different styles that mesh well, Mm -hmm. interwoven like fabric. That's dope. Numbs, you know, Novocaine, Numbs Pain, music. So that's why, like, we did the music is my medicine, and you know, all of that other kind of stuff. It's just, uh, I feel like, (laughs) I hate the term in my bag, but I feel like I'm in my element, um, making this type of music. And and that's another thing too. Hopefully, one day I can introduce you to the various people that I work with music wise. Don't don't uh don't no you good. <laughs> that I make music with just because they all got different personalities. But somehow we all mesh well like the type of music I make with MY is super it's like real gritty, super explosive. Music I make with myself is more uh political and like uh empowerment and uh I don't know just lyrically focused like lyrically goal focused and stuff like that then the music i make with beato is just fun like it's just you know you could do you could smoke you could chill you could ride you could screw you could do whatever to that type of music it is the most you said zen it's a great way to put it it is the most zen music i've ever made in my entire life <laughs> it is like the most peaceful laid back and i ain't not boring but it is the type of music where you want to ride and clear your mind, this is what you need to put on.
0: It's funny you mention that. I recently, as my coping mechanism, music has been in. Okay. And my problem with, and I hate to sound like this, I don't want to sound like old school Pierce. My problem was that I didn't relate to this music now. Gotcha. And so I found myself lingering in the past. Right until, and and God forgive me, I, I was stubborn. I'm a stubborn, art, not artist, I'm a stubborn fan of a certain type of hip-hop. You're a so, Leo?
1: I am. I'm a fire science. I'm a Aries, so I get it.
0: My, right. right <laughs> I get it. Right, right, right. I get it. My brother's an
1: Aries. Okay. So
0: uh, coincidentally, that's my best friend as well. I tell that nigga everything. Um, <laughs> but I had to forgive myself, and I'll explain what I mean. I was so confident that the music I was listening to was for me mm-hmm. that I wouldn't allow room for anything else. Gotcha. And so I'll never forget, and this is just in terms of music, using him as an example. Heard Mac Miller died. Yeah. Unfortunate situation. I heard it was due to an overdose. Mm-hmm. Me being, I had, I was so unhappy with myself that I was detached from hearing stuff like that. Dude, me having deaths in the family, stuff right. like this. And I'm like, oh, he died from an OD. Well, shouldn't have been OD. Shouldn't have been doing the drugs. And looking at myself now, that was so disgusting of me to say, yeah. like, and, and think. And I'll never forget, I heard him, it was on Facebook, one of his songs, uh, can't think the name of but he did, it's, it's this group that does music in like this cubicle office setting. Uh, like Tiny Desk Concert yes he is yeah. Tiny Desk Concert I watched it from start to finish and got a full view of him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I lamented I was like wow we lost a gifted gentleman yeah like I may not agree with what he was talking about right but his passion was there and I could respect it he refined his craft in his word play mm-hmm. because it was layered and uh, I went back and listened to all his old music okay and now they got newer artists, uh, YBN Corday, I think. He had an album come out called mm-hmm. the, the Lost Boy. Somehow heard some music, and I've been bumping that. And I'm transitioning from listening to, I guess, the older style to this more current. Not every song got to be about violence. Not every song got right. to be about drugs or the struggle. Maybe I just need to hear someone any. Right, and then it lets me know it's okay. That's when I attached to the J Coles, to the uh, I even started listening to instrumentals more. It's okay. so crazy that I started listening to instrumentals from people over the seas. Like, mm-hmm. I got a Japanese cat that I listen to called Genzang nujibes a Moroccan cat named Saib. Like their music is just as potent as yeah. potent lyrics. Yeah, and I, that's really been it for me. <clears throat> Lo-fi beats like. Beats to study to And stuff like that I'm yeah. starting to that and man That stuff like People have their cigarettes I have my music <laughs>
1: I tell you um, When you When you talk about So I'm the same way mm-hmm. I was that That guy that's just like Man I don't want to listen to Nothing on the radio right now right. When I promoted myself It was just like Yeah This ain't your radio music I'm sorry Right <laughs> um, But with that being said Like um, Lil Baby and is like A guilty pleasure for me <laughs> Like, I, it's a <laughs> lot of that music. When they when songs come on the radio, I just change the channel. But um, it was Drip Too Hard.
0: That song is hot.
1: When I first heard Drip Too Hard, I was just like, is who is this? And it was like, <laughs> it was like
0: it's
1: the same guy that you said you didn't like. I was like, well, I like that. Right. Okay. That's Let me peel back. Let me go back. I started listening to some other stuff i was just like yo okay so i have i have music for moods yes so when i want to go out that's when i listen to my guilty pleasure music um that i think is a guy i think his name is yk osiris he's got a song called worth it i like that um i like the little baby gunner. i like i mean don't get me wrong there's some cats that's got some music out that i'm into and then there's some cats i just like uh, you know, I just can't get into it. But there's a crowd for everybody. right? You know what I'm saying? There's an audience for every type of artist.
0: So diverse.
1: You know what I mean? The type of music that I make, somebody might be like, oh, man, that's old nigga shit. Like You don't want to listen to that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it ain't for you. Right. You know, it, it's not for you. And I get it. But, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. It's what I like. Um, talking about instrumentals and stuff like that, I came across a cat, friend of mine, a real good friend of mine, put me on this cat called Kamal. Now, it's, it's two guys out with the same name. So, the guy that she put me on added another A to the end of his. So, to differentiate the two, Okay. I started getting to, cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a J. Cole, Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar fan type, type guy. Big Sean, I like lyricists, I like Wiz Khalifa, I like a wide variety. Of hip hop artists, but I like wordplay artists. Mm-hmm. This guy, I forgot what part of Africa he's from. He's from Africa. His style is based off of the dialect from his home country. But when I tell you, his, I had to let you hear. It. Like you had to look it up. Okay. Um, but he had this. He called his his projects the Kamal cassette. And um, All the song titles are in his dialect So like he got a song called Great But it's like capital G Lowercase r, capital A With an accent mark, that's it That's how you spell it That's dope. You know what I mean um, And I was listening to Some of the music and I was just like man that's got like a little vibe to it But then I started listening to it And uh, it's, it's a one particular song I can't think of the name of it. It might be called Canary. It's either Canary or something else. It's one of the two. But anyway, um, like when the chords come on, he's kind of singy, if you will. But it's like where my money, yeah, like, and it rides with the beat. But then the line that got me, that made me just go back and start listening to everything, it says picking cotton for the slave masters. We got a pocket full of slave masters What? Then I started listening to the replay Where my money at? Uh So the song is essentially talking about How we went from being slaves Of slave masters To owning money printed With slave masters on them And we are still slaves to the money Because we work In an industry that, you know, I I, myself included, I've always said, I'm tired of working to live. Yes. I'm tired of, you know, I live to work because you you go to work, you make a check, check gone. You You go back to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the man on the bottom of the totem pole always do the most work and get paid the least. Correct. Period. You know what I mean? So, um. Songs that I can listen to like that that have multiple layers that I can interpret and be like, yo. <laughs> what what gets me as a musician, um, you know, or as an artist, because people go, you don't play no mute, no instruments, whatever. All right, cool. I get it. Um, what gets me as an artist is if I hear a record and the first thing that go into my mind is damn why I didn't think of that. Mm. if I listen to a record and go damn why didn't I make this record it's automatically going on my list Like it's automatically going on a playlist for me to listen to because I, I like to think that I'm innovative right. when it comes to ideas but I don't know everything no one knows everything but for me to come across something to be like Damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, oh, I could have made that record. Like, it makes me want to get back into doing like mixtapes and taking like um taking like other people beats. Like I used to do like Jack for Beats and stuff. Right. Like it makes me want to go, like those songs. I've been waiting for something yeah, to do. That. Like those types of songs that uh that catch me like that. I wanna get those beats and take those concepts, but put my spin on it. And I don't care if I make I might just do like 10 of them Do like 10 records And then just Throw it on the internet You know what I'm saying Like this is my spin I I I use I use the The EP format When I'm In between albums Um, And that's probably What I'm gonna do For my next one Cause I've already started Working on my next solo album But it's I'm gonna tell it's you
0: it's it's a huge market for that right now. Now I and I don't mean in the sense of like money or anything like that. Right. I mean people are waiting on it because with with the RH group, we used to do that. Like you right. said when you mentioned right. No Limit, we used to write on versus. verses to it. Mm. I, I have my own verse to uh true to the games, uh I always feel yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> so, have my own verse to that. <laughs> right. Um and No Limit Soldiers as well. I never I ah, love that album. I don't care if nobody say top yeah. for me. yeah uh, <laughs> But um, even when uh, Lil Wayne was getting his traction away from the Hot Boys, he was doing squats. Right. Taking people's beats, doing his own thing. And I, I was loving that. I would love when artists would do that, like you said, for an EP, just in in the meantime. Mm. Between time. Sometimes that would work for a remix. Somebody would take a, a, the end of your song, throw a verse, and next thing you know, you got a remix out somewhere. Right. I miss that. Because I, I as artists, you know, I say artist because I'm a poet as right. well, and I'm, I make beats as well. You often hear a beat and be like, you know what? who beat the dope on that? <laughs> you do, you do that all Man,
1: day. I, I, um, do you follow Childish Gambino music? Yes, sir. So I had a song called Xanax. Okay. That was on my last album, and the only reason it's called Xanax, like people like, you made a drug song? No, it, it has no hook. So it's just bars.
0: (laughs) It's just bars.
1: (laughs) Uh, So sitting up, going through YouTube, just letting instrumentals play. And it's funny. My girl was like, yo, can, can you do Xanax to that beat? And I was just like, yeah. Just, you know, playing around. So I wait till the beat drop. I start doing it. And then I got this, like, pickup verse um, that I was doing acapellas for shows. And without thinking, I went into it. So I did the entire song, then did the pickup verse. The moment the pickup verse ends, the beat ends. Wow. On um, Bonfire, is that beat. It was the Bonfire beat. So she was like, next show you do, you you should do that. Like, try it. Just to see how people react to it. Did it one time. Everybody was like, yo, what the fuck was that? And <laughs> from that point forward, till we started doing Nova Kane music for shows, mm-hmm. I always did, I never did Xanax over the actual Xanax beat ever again. Um just because the vibe right. was so different. Xanax, the beat itself was a great beat. It's real chill. It fits the song for what it is, cause it's supposed to be like that—just lyrical, you know, head knocker. Mm-hmm. But that one beat did so, it just did something else to it, and uh, that's really what made me start going. You know, I should maybe I should like do this, even if it's taking like songs I already have and reimagining them and like re-recording them over different beats. And doing them like like that's probably where we're gonna go with that.
0: That's like, a hot idea, bro. Um so. I remember when I was in college, this was like I can't even remember the year. It was the year that the uh, the black album had just I think the following year, so it was two thousand five. Yeah. I think black came out two thousand four. Somebody took Jay Z's verses and put them over the white album with the Beatles mm. on the Grey album. Hotness hotness the message i'm gonna have to find out. that yeah oh, if you can find it kudos to you because <laughs> uh music labels came forward i bet the dj that did it got you know the see cease and desist mm-hmm. letters mm-hmm. had to take it away um i haven't found it since okay but it was an amazing project um i, I think that's dope brother I, I get that type of vibe hearing you talk about this but i say all this to say art begins art. yeah you know. So. What you may think is a perfect fit for the time, right? Something else might come along and be like, right? Hey, that verse was hot there, yeah.
1: But it'd be well, hot over got
0: here. Got a glass <laughs> slipper right here. Yeah, I'm to say. I got you. So I, I, I like that concept. I, I, love to hear that because even the DJ and you can respect this. I miss Ray Ray so much. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Mel the Mac, everybody, all those guys. Really, honestly, and truthfully. The reason I do this is Ray Ray. Okay. Ray Ray, I felt like highlighted everything that was going on in Mobile. He did. <clears throat> and um I was actually and I'm his biggest fan. I don't care if nobody okay. says I'm his biggest fan. I, okay. know it, I was blessed enough to actually speak with his son, and I'm gonna interview his son coming up. Okay. And uh just to give I feel like I need to pay my dues that way. Right. Um to do that. Uh, it's the least I can do. I can't interview Ray Ray, but I can interview his C. Right. <clears throat> But I remember on Fridays, he'd have, like, this mesh that would play with comedians doing their their sets, and he'd mix, like, instrumentals with it. Yeah, I remember that. And then he'd take the instrumental of that song, mix it with the verse of another song, and it was, like, a rotation of art. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that. Yeah. you doing that? Yeah. Would take me back to the '90s, <laughs> getting picked up, going to Fonville Elementary with a uniform on, <laughs> trying to eat a sausage biscuit before I get to school. That's bro, dope, bro. That would take me back. I feel like even if the young cats don't get it, I feel like we would. Yeah. You know, our age group would would totally latch on to that. That's
1: dope, man. God, no. I love that. All I do is give me the fuel to making me want to do it even soon. Do it,
0: bro. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And um, I'm glad, man, that we actually got to have a little bit of this conversation afterwards because now I got a podcast episode <laughs> I could drop on the ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I talk a lot. No, bro. Uh, it's been it's been fun though man it's I, been I, fun.
0: i'm glad brother i'm glad i appreciate it. now i can strike your name off my list i don't know if you can see it you, mean, you see b-buck on there i can strike you off, there man. you go uh, so uh, yeah man thank you for coming through i'm always <laughs> super nervous about inviting people over because i'll be like man they're gonna be like I, ain't gonna come I don't know you yeah no but this honestly what it is my laptop died, and I lost so many interviews I got with you. my laptop down. So I got to use old Bessie, but I love you, Bessie. Don't go out on me. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you, dog.
1: Oh, no, always, man. I appreciate you, you,
0: you. give me validation of what I do, man.
1: This so. is a, and you know, it was funny because you, you was like, you know, do you want to come over? Do you want to do the phone interview? I, I like conversing in person. Yes. The, the, the interaction that you get conversing with somebody in person is much more, is much different than just talking to somebody over the phone. Yes, it is. So I prefer, I always prefer face-to-face. I mean, I ain't talking about just for interview purposes. I'm talking about period. Right. Be like, hey, man, I'm going to call you. I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, nothing, bro. I'm at the house. Come, come, Just come by. Right. Come by, I bring a six-pack. Let's chill. Let's go, you know, do whatever. So, no, nah, this true. is dope. This yeah, is dope.
0: Man. Yeah, I uh, try to make it as comfortable as possible. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I, I hopefully... I get to get more members of the community involved in this. And uh, like I said, it's funny, like, I didn't even know about Power Lines before I started interviewing y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. it just so happened. Like, uh, Ray was like, yo, you should talk to Roz. I'm like, okay, what's Roz's number? I Mm -hmm. called and we did the interview on the phone. So now, Rosalind, if you're watching or listening, I got to get you in person. Um, (laughs) Because, man, she blessed my heart, bro. Like, if you get a chance to hear her, like, we talked about her being a realtor. But a lot of the knowledge she gave, mm-hmm. I feel like, is way beyond her years. Like, And she mentioned she was affected by her grandmother as well. Mm-hmm. And I get that vibe with a lot of us middle-agers, like, yeah. no offense to our parents, but it feel like we get, we're, we're blessed to have more of a well-rounded situation of life yeah. with the older generation kind of talking to us. and getting us on the weekends my grandma right. did the same exact thing yeah bro. man same exact
1: thing you know Roz and Leo too so
0: yeah yeah that yeah, that my that my nigga <laughs> I doubt up every time I see you I, every time
1: they call me and Roz twin
0: y'all I thought y'all were related they,
1: they call us twin because uh there used to be a spot on D.I.P. called Legends Lounge mm-hmm. before Power Lines was a thing this is where all the poets went Lady Tess hosted us Sunday night mm. yeah. and that's where we used to go and uh more often than not, Roz and I would show up and we'd be dressed alike. That's but, hilarious. But what 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 was weird was one night we pulled up. Both of us had on like black slacks, white button downs, black vests, some type of hat. No, let me make it better for you. I don't have it on now, but I have a like a pinky band that has the Roman numerals three, six, nine, and twelve. Um, and I actually in in the song Xanax, I got a line that says Roman numerals on my pinky just to pass the time, cause it's like a clock. Mm-hmm. Is that's what it's meant to be three, six, nine, twelve. But it's on a ring. She had a Roman numeral ring on. It wasn't on her pinky, but it was like a band that had the all like one through ten Roman numerals. It was uh, a spinner that's ring, crazy. an anxiety ring. And I was like, okay, so we just gonna be twins or what? And she was just like twin twin this started in 2011 <laughs> we have been calling each other that since then it don't never fail it, it just so when the whole power lines thing came about and uh, we formed and uh, it's just it's weird man I mean it's it's weird how things come together mm-hmm. but that came together and it just worked God, like I don't make mistakes, you know bro. It, it definitely not definitely I not I mean even talking about like car man I mean car been on just since seventh grade we all would do She know the South Side stuff Like That whole story That I told That we talked about earlier She know that story Cause she lived through it Wow She can sing too She don't talk about that
0: She did like a little Yeah Melody And I was like
1: She I made her When I The first album I did For Merciless Minds mm-hmm. I asked her to do a poem And just to do The harmony On one of the songs It's on there It's on YouTube It's called Stained Glass Window Look it up It's Dope, um but we've been yeah. I've been knowing, her, but I've been knowing her since. I've been knowing. I've been knowing her since middle school. That's crazy. And we went to middle school, and we went to high school. And, you high know, school. been going through yeah. Been throwing on her through the whole poetry thing and the song. And every time I need to sing a song, they're like Car, come on, She's like, I don't. Want, i be like come on, come on. You can tell them no. You can't tell me no. <laughs> I've been knowing you too long. Right. Like, but I'm older than you. You yeah, have like two months. Shut up. Come on. Let's <laughs> go. Me. Yeah, it don't count. Same okay. age, bro. But nah, man, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I know SummerSlam is probably on by now because we've been talking for <laughs> seven on the
0: nose. Oh, wow. Well, okay. We'll, hey, man. We'll collab again. Oh, for sure. Perhaps we'll do a wrestling or something. Hey, there we, you go. We got to talk to you. Let's chop
1: it up, man. It. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Oh. We'll
0: have to work